The group of 35 students <laughs> that never worked with each other and never built a car before, and we still accomplished to develop this car in less than one year. This is a Smarter World podcast, focusing on breakthrough technologies that make our connected world better, safer, and more secure. I'm host Kyle Fox. Each episode, we introduce bright minds and their approach to a more sustainable world. We discuss the opportunities and challenges they face and how technology can change the world for the better. For today's episode, I'm joined by Louise Delat, the team manager of TU Ecomotive. This is a student team which is based in Eindhoven University that challenges the automotive industry by implementing cutting-edge innovations from within and outside the automotive industry into proof-of-concept cars. Each year, a team of students is tasked with creating concepts for a unique, sustainable car. For example, in 2022, the team created the ZEM, a zero-emission mobility EV vehicle that actually captures CO2. Basically, it cleans the air as it drives. This year's concept car will be revealed in just a few weeks, and I'm hoping Louise will be able to tease a little bit about what we can expect. Hi, Louise, and welcome to the pod. Hi, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> I am so excited to talk to you today and learn more about what you do over in TU Ecomotive. It's a really cool group, right? It's a group of students that's making a real impact. So can you tell us a little bit more about what TU Ecomotive does and how you got involved? Yeah, maybe it's cool to tell a little bit more about what a student team is exactly because from our journey, there are a lot of people that get mixed up with, oh, this is just a group of students that are working from like a lecturer or a facility from the university. But no, we are really a self-organized origin that is really working with setting up the team till touring with the vehicle that we made. And so there's a non-profit organization where Technical University of Eindhoven is one of our partners, likewise as NXP. Every year, a new group of students within Tukomotive can work on the challenge on what is your future concept of sustainability and mobility. And our year was really focusing on CO2 neutrality in general. How can we make a CO2 neutral car from head to tail in all the life phases of the vehicle? And I first got involved by a silly WhatsApp question in one of the student WhatsApp groups where I'm in, like, hey, we are really looking to have an account manager in the team. And I was like, okay, and I already experienced something of accounting in my previous jobs that I had. And eventually... I said yes. Yeah, I said yes. And it turned out that I also could be a very nice team lead. So I got chosen as a team lead of the whole student team. And it was a group of 35 students <laughs> that never worked with each other and never built a car before. And we still accomplished to develop this car in less than one year. It's an amazing story. I really liked what you said. People's first impressions might be, oh, hey, this is a bunch of students getting together. What are they going to be able to accomplish? But I think it sounds like that's the path power in what y'all have done is these innovative young ideas that come in to be able to build these cars. And as you pointed out, they're not just creating PowerPoint cars. They're actually building real metal and real wheels that are going on the road. 
Yeah, indeed. I see us as the underdogs that challenge the industries. Right now, really would like to shake up the car manufacturing industry by showcasing what is possible, because still we are a very small team. We didn't have many resources, such as time and money, <laughs> but that is not an excuse to hold you up in your innovation. I always root for the underdog myself. So let's unpack a little bit about what you and your team accomplished. And I understand you are the team manager for last year's Zem car. So I want to go right to it. Tell me more about that. I'm excited. How does a car clean the air? So ZEM stands for Zero Emission Mobility, and the focus point that we had was for ZEM to be CO2 neutral in all life phases of the vehicle. So from the car manufacturing till driving and the end of life of the vehicle itself. And among those three different phases, we developed different types of technologies. One of them was in the car manufacturing, mainly based about uh, added manufacturing. So 3D printing the whole chassis of the vehicle, but also the uh, body panels from already recycled granulates. So the material that you use for printing. And because it was already recycled and we 3D printed the components, you can recycle it in a very close loop and without having waste within the manufacturing and also in the end of life. And during the driving phase, yes, indeed, we developed a technology that has the superpower to clean the air of CO2 while driving. That was very controversial. People thought this is like the other way around, right? It has the ability because on the front behind the grill, we developed a technology that is the CO2 capture filter. While wind is driving towards the front of SEM, it will hover to a, a gap. And within that gap, the filter is behind it. And then the air that flows through that filter gets cleaned from CO2. And gas from CO2 will stick in that filter and then clean air will come behind the filter. And when the filter is saturated, we can clean the filter while charging SEM because SEM is also an electric vehicle. While cleaning, the CO2 gets extracted from the filter. So the filter is empty again and can be reused. But the CO2 that you capture from the filter can also be reused. And that is like a whole new world because CO2 right now in gas forms can be recycled or reused for making carbon uh, materials for feeding the plants. It almost feels like an oil change for a gasoline-powered vehicle, but in this case, you're changing out the filters with real carbon in it. Yeah, indeed. So you also get a blink on your dashboard, not the cars need to refuel it. No, you get a blink in our ZEM vehicle, but you need to empty the CO2 filter to regenerate the CO2 that you captured. There's a lot to talk about how to make things carbon neutral, reduce the carbon in the overall manufacturing cycle. And y'all certainly have gone very far on that 3D printed materials. I also noted that the leather in the car itself is vegan made from pineapples. Yeah, indeed, pineapple waste. It's amazing to think about it in terms of it's not enough to have the materials be manufactured. You've actually got to do something that has a net positive, or I should say negative benefit, on how much carbon is in the air itself. So the device itself, in this case a car, has to participate after it's been manufactured in pulling carbon away. Yeah, you have thresholds throughout all the life phase because we calculated the footprint of the vehicle itself from all those different life phases, also stimulated uh, the behaviors of the vehicle. Uh, what you see is that you have an offset already in car manufacturing, and we have tried to lower that as much as possible with new 
technologies such as that additive manufacturing, which we already reusing recyclable materials. And then still we saw that the offset is still too high. So we need to come up with a technology that can restore that offset. So ZEM as a bidirectional vehicle, so it can give energy, but also capture energy and restore the, the grid by that. But then still we saw, okay, we need to do something with capturing CO2 out of the air. It was like a very crazy idea. We made it into reality. At the end of life, we saw also the reusability, like reuse a lot of components. We also reuse a whole infotainment system of our partners. It can still be sexy to have secondhand materials in your fancy looking car because it is still like, huh? do you have a secondhand infotainment system? Uh, yeah, it can still be sexy. The car nowadays could be more sexier with a lot of recyclable and reusable materials than everything new, new, new. Well, you make it a brag point instead of something you want to hide. Check out what this car can do. I, yes. Yeah, I totally get it. It's getting me excited about it. I'm sure we could spend another hour on how you might unpack this technology into all different types of things that move, trains, planes, automobiles. But what really came to my head is that the more you drive, the better it is for the environment, which is counterintuitive in the gasoline-powered vehicle uh, mindset. We've talked about your team and we talked a little bit about the reuse of infotainment, that sort of thing. And I saw that you are working pretty closely with different partners. Obviously, this is going to be very collaborative to bring these concepts to life. And one of those partners is NXP. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with NXP? How's that collaboration going? So NXP is already our long lasting partner because they worked with us in the early stages when we started as a student team. And they already know all the generations that we had. And because they know already us, they like to challenge us also. So that's something that I really like about the attitude that we have together with NXP. Because we really would like to set up the bar high and higher again to keep the innovation as high as possible. To get more in detail, we work a lot with the microcontrollers of NXP, such as the LPC 11C24, which is the beating heart of our vehicle with the embedded software and CAN communication. Also with the electronics that we have from other partners, such as Kappa, with the side view mirror, we also see that had an XP microcontroller in it. So we really could integrate all those functions together, but it really started already in the early phase of our concept. So NXP is one of the first partners where we really like to talk with because they know already us a lot. They already know our mistakes that we made in the past. They really can help us also with hands-on tackling challenges, etc. So we also work with the Tensi board on small prototyping and already testing the electronics in a very early stage of your car development. But still, because we have just that small time spent of developing the full vehicle, NXP like to work also with us on that high level. So yeah, that is really nice. So been along for the entire journey. I realize I talked so much about the carbon capture, the ZEM vehicle, but you kind of hit nail on the head. You've done seven of these. So in addition to what you did last year, which we've unpacked, you've created some very unique sustainable cars over the years, and they each have their own revolutionary concept. This is why we're building it and why you should care. So let's spend a little bit of time on that. Can you highlight a couple more in this lineage of cars you've built that you're particularly proud of and the problems they're solving? 
Yeah. In the first three years for student team, we competed in the Shell Eco Marathon. So our vehicles were developed to be as light and efficient as possible, efficient in terms of the energy use while driving in the vehicle and also with the weight distribution of the vehicle itself. But we saw that competition also had a lot of restrictions that hold us up in our innovations that we want to develop. We really would like to step out of the box by really making very sustainable vehicles, such as One of the first vehicles was NOAA. NOAA was a fully circular vehicle, which was made out of a sandwich panel uh, chassis. And the sandwich panel was blocks. It is a biofiber with a honeycomb structure of uh, sugar. That was the structural component of the vehicle itself, and it was fully circular. Then we had LUCA, and they changed the honeycomb structure with PET, PET bottles. So LUCA was really focusing on how can we make cars out of waste. You just described the materials that you would make out of waste. Like yeah. literally take something that we've discarded and turn it into something we care about. Yeah, indeed. And that was also our challenge because... What are you going to make after a Luca concept and vehicle? Because Luca itself was a very cute yellow vehicle and already had that great attention, international but also national, with all the publications that they had. And then, yeah, we started like after COVID with a new team and then still, what are we going to do? And we saw that now currently in Europe, but also internationally, there are a lot of problems in terms of the emissions that we have and how can we reduce those. And we saw that the car manufacturing right now are very focused on the driving phase of the vehicle, making that green as possible, but they lose a track of the manufacturing and the end of life. Because what are we going to do with all those batteries? Do we think about the recyclability and the reusability aspect of it? And those kinds of things. Also the friction with pollution of the car tires, because electric vehicles get get heavier oh, yeah. that was also a little bit the trigger of making sam like showcasing what is possible in reaching co2 neutrality that makes sense because the world has an e-waste problem with just lithium-ion batteries coming from the phones that we've been building and we're just going to make that just a little bit more challenging by putting in much larger battery stacks into all these cars and what do you do with it interesting so your teams have built seven cars right? And with an eighth on the way. And as you've been describing this, I'm just thinking about how incredible that pace of innovation is. What's the most challenging part here? It would seem that there's a bit of a time element involved with how long the students themselves can implement a project. They've got their academic careers to deal with, and they may be graduating, that sort of thing. Or perhaps one of the most challenging thing is simply coming up with new ideas each year. What's the biggest challenge here for you? I think we know how to build a car. So that is something that we're already proof and we can also learn from the last years that we created vehicles within T-Vehicomotive. But I think what you already recognize is that having those new innovative concepts over and over again, that is something where the new team is also struggling with. But we still see that when the pressure is very high to come up with a very innovative concept, you still can accomplish something great. And that is something that we for sure already proved with our Zen vehicle. And I strongly believe that the next team is also going to do that with their new vehicle. Clearly. And so I've realized this is top secret. And of course, we'd love to have a scoop on this. But this next concept car, number eight, that's under works, my understanding is it will be revealed in July of 2023. So just right around the corner. Any chance you can give us a little hint of what it'll be? (laughs) 
even just a slight touch of what it might be or is it completely top secret and, and we just need to wait? Yeah, this is a combination of both. I really would like to give the team the full pleasure of revealing the full concept. Maybe in another podcast. Next year, they are also going to tour in Europe together with NXP. They are going to travel along the roads to showcase their vehicle in Europe. I don't want to spoil too much, but they are really going to step up a little bit more on our reusability and recyclability. I will not be the one responsible for revealing the hard work of a bunch of students too early. So I will be watching for the announcement with bated breath. You hit on something that I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, does the team ever hit the road with these prototypes? But it sounds like you were saying touring Europe. It's not like you're just sticking this in a showroom and having people come to you. You're putting these wheels out there. Can people outside of Eindhoven or even the Netherlands, can they witness this firsthand? How does that work? So we have our test tracks at the university where we build and develop our own vehicles. You can also test there freely because our cars are not road legal approved. And that is because of the new technologies that we developed ourselves and tested also in that early stage in our vehicles. So we couldn't get the road legalness within the time spent of our concept. We tour a lot with our vehicles to events, also on test circuits. We did that in the United States with Sam, for example, at the TMC track. So that was really cool. Thank you so much for all the details here and what you're doing. It's incredible what your team has accomplished. You've got an interesting view of what's possible and what's not in the automotive industry. And it's not theoretical, you're actually building stuff. So I would consider you an expert to be able to answer this question. When you look at the current state of the automotive industry, where do you see the biggest potential to make an impact? And I'll ask the hard question, is the automotive industry doing enough to create a more sustainable future? I think they have to, because otherwise we are not going to buy their cars anymore. I'm personally from the next generation, and I strongly believe that we really need to challenge the industry in terms of our consumer behavior. No, I'm not going to buy a a gasoline truck anymore because it looks cool and has a a lousy noise. No, I'm now going to invest in cleaner vehicles. And that is a little bit my point of view. And I hope that there also more people are thinking that way. But in terms of regulation as well, we see a lot of things happening right now in terms of the calculating your footprint and the emissions that you make with your vehicle throughout the life phase of the car itself. And I think people need to prove right now that they really hit those CO2 neutrality targets and that they are working towards it. I see already a bit that people are working a lot in terms of reusability and recyclability. Bring it back again to see if you can recycle and reuse components. What I'm seeing right now is that there's a big trend coming up of predictive maintenance So you can predict those batteries of that type of vehicle are on a certain type of level that we can recycle it back on our newest edition of vehicles, or we are going to look for new use case for that type of battery. There's a very clear signal that it has changed, and it's not necessarily coming from government regulations or the corporations saying this is what we want to do. It's the people themselves that are asking the questions and saying, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm going to make employment decisions. I'm going to make product decisions. I'm going to make lifestyle decisions that are based on what you being the person creating the product or service or whatever is doing for sustainability. And that movement gives me a lot of hope as this next generation takes over the reins. Same, same, because 
if we really need to wait on the industry itself and all those regulation of a government level, international, nationally, I think it will take us too long. All the steps that we are making right now as a consumer, I think it has a big impact for future. So I'm totally agreeing with you, Gal, and that also gives me some hope. A lot of hope. And so before we close, the question we always ask our guest is, I'd like to hear from you. How do you envision what this greener world looks like 50 years from now? Yeah, I hope to see more technologies that can capture CO2 or other types of emissions out of the air while using a type of service or product. I hope to see also a lot of recyclability and reusability. And the trends that were already indicated, Kyle, that people are stepping up more now within our own beliefs and their own values. I hope that we can do that more closely with each other. So more interconnections among countries from Europe to America, etc. And that we can make some big steps towards sustainability together because you cannot do it alone. Well, your passion on this is coming in loud and clear. And as I said, it gives me hope because you are not just saying the words, you're doing something about it. And I think of this as an interconnected web of influence and people that are inspired. Your students think what they're going to do when they hit the working world and what their friends do and their coworkers, and it just spreads. And that gives me a lot of hope. So you've done something wonderful here. And it's an honor to have a chance to talk with you about it and understand a little more about what your team has accomplished. And I am waiting with bated breath to see what car number eight is going to do. So maybe we'll have you back on the show in the near future to talk about that. That will be amazing. Thank you for being here with us, for taking our listeners through your journey and giving us some hope for the future. Yes, great. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.